1395, Adelaide's 5AA. This is Tony Pilkington. It's uh, 28 minutes to two. Uh, joining us on the program right now is Dr Emily Kirkpatrick. Emily is the Deputy Chief Public Health Officer and like everybody involved in SA Public Health, absolutely flat to the board, I can imagine. Uh, Emily, thank you for the time. Thank you for the half hour. Good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, Tony. Thank you for having me on this afternoon. God, it's a leading question these days, isn't it? When you say to somebody out of habit, oh, g'day, how are you? How are you doing? You, you know, you're hoping to God the, the answer is right. Emily, you've got so many questions here for you. Uh, can we, uh, can we kick it off? Um, this is uh, an email from, uh, who from? It's from, uh, from Yana. Uh, please, can you can you please help me? I'm just wondering, wanting to know if I download the check-in code, do I still need to type in my details each time I enter a shop, or does it do it automatically? At the moment, I've just put my camera on, and it automatically scans the code that I need to enter my details, and I'm waiting for the uh, authenticity code to type it in. Just wondering if there's an easier way of going about it from Yana, Emily. Yes, absolutely. So, Yana, the easiest way to do it is to download the app. And then once you're in the app, you can click on the, the COVID check-in button and then that'll take you straight to that QR reader and then it's all done for you. So only on the first time do you have to enter your details in and do that verification process. After that, it's smooth sailing and you just take a photo of the QR code. Oh, that's important. So you've only got to do it the once. Some people are thinking, oh, hang on a minute or so, does it need to be updated every day or do I need to update it? Um, Emily, this is from uh, from Rita. Uh, good afternoon. A question for the doctor. Can the COVID Safe app be used when you go interstate? No. So no. The, the COVID Safe check-in app here is unique to South Australia. And in fact, there are other equivalent QR code readers in the other states, such as New South Wales. And you do need to use their QR check-in code when you go there. Look, it is something we're thinking about whether we'd have a national system, but certainly at the moment, it's just a state-by-state system. And it's based on your driver's licence data as well. So that's oh. why it's all based in the state. Right. Uh, Emily from, uh, let's see, from Feberton, uh, Cathy has given you a ring we've got her on the telephone now good afternoon kathy oh good afternoon i just got a query um i work and i need to wear a mask all the time now i suffer from asthma now what's the risks about wearing masks all day like i don't think it's healthy to yeah i come home with a headache um i think it's lack of oxygen Look, Cassie, one of those really important things uh, if you are wearing a mask all day is have some time with not wearing it. And it's important then if you can sit on your own in your own room somewhere, taking your mask off, having a breather, a glass of water, all of those things are really helpful to sort of make you feel better as well and also for your breathing. There's no evidence that wearing a mask is, is damaging or problematic for asthma, but it is really important that you do have that time not wearing the mask as well um, so that you can have some fluids and things like that because we know sometimes that stops you from eating and drinking uh, because you've got the mask on. Doesn't it cause some sort of bacteria breathing your own breath, like sucking in your own breath? No, not at all. And we know with the surgical masks and also with the cloth masks with the little filters in there as well, it actually purifies the air for you while wearing the mask. So um, it's certainly very safe, but it is important that you do change your mask regularly. So every four hours for the surgical mask, or if you're wearing a cloth mask, taking a few extras with you in your bag and changing them throughout the day when they become moist. All right, Cathy, hopefully that uh, solves a few questions for you. Uh, John at Engle Farm has uh, given Dr. Kirkpatrick a ring. Uh, John, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pilko. Good afternoon, Doctor. Your question, John? I just had a question. Uh, 
I'm due to go to my mother-in-law's for a gathering at Christmas and she's invited 50 of her closest friends and family. I really don't want to go. Can you confirm the 10 limit per household will still be in place? Look, that's a very difficult question to answer at this point in time. Look, certainly that 10 still is in place for gatherings in the home environment and we will be looking at that come the 14th of December to see whether we can increase that because we do know that people like to have big gatherings at Christmas time. Of course, we want to make them safe and COVID safe, so we'll be looking at that number closer to the time. But good that you're getting organised already for Christmas. Oh, no, I want you to keep it at 10 so I don't have to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, John. That's uh, Yeah, all righty. Um, this was from Raylene, uh, Doctor, a little earlier on. She says, um, what's the best value or what are the safest face masks available to the public right now? Look, so there's two main types for general wear out in the public or if you're going to a healthcare facility as a patient or a visitor, the first is the surgical mask, and they're the ones that you dispose of and that you can wear for up to four hours. Now, we know they're very safe to wear, and also because of the fact that they're disposable as well, uh, we know that there's that less risk of contamination when you take off the mask. Then there's the second, which is the cloth mask, and you do need to wash that in a hot wash, 60 degrees or higher, and some of those come with a little filter that sits inside the mask that you take out before you wash. And I think that's a good point as well um, to remind listeners, Tony, as well, because there are these filters, you pull them out before you put them in the in the wash to, and then you put it back in after it's dry. All righty. Okay, Brian at uh, where? Oaklands Park with, uh, with a question for uh, Dr. Kirkpatrick. Hello, Brian. Yeah, hello, Phil uh, Doctor. My wife doesn't have a driver's licence, but... We're trying to fill out the app, and there doesn't appear to be any way that she can uh, can put details in. So certainly what she can do is she can register in the app. Um, you do need to um, contact through to um, Services SA if you're having any issues at all with it. But it doesn't matter if you don't have a driver's licence, you still can be verified in the app and then use it that way. Because we do know a lot of people don't have driver's licence or other forms of proof of age cards or boat licences or things like that where they're already registered. Thank you. So I ring Service SA. That's correct. Thank you very much. It's one uh, thirty-eight. Uh, this is from Marty. He sends us an email. Doctor, he says, with the arrival of, uh, he says, I think it's a Singapore Airlines flight due in to Adelaide tomorrow. What are the extra precautions uh, being taken to make sure that uh, we still remain uh, COVID-free here in here in Adelaide? Well, certainly over the last couple of weeks, we've spent a lot of time thinking how we can make our hotel quarantine system even safer. Uh, so that's having the testing of our hotel workers in place every seven days, ensuring that the guests are swabbed as well. Now we're going to add in an extra swab as well on day six, so day one, six and 12, the swabbing of our travellers and also ensuring all our infection control uh, precautions required in the hotels are really top notch and ensuring that they are at the highest possible standard. Already we had a great system here in SA but of course we have refined it as a result of the cluster outbreak and really confident now in the system going forward. Right, okay. This is from somebody saying, uh, "Did uh, does Dr Kirkpatrick uh, agree with the uh, decision taken by Professor Spurrier not to, uh, even though she was outvoted, it would seem, at the transmission meeting that was held on, on the weekend or on Friday, uh, does uh, Dr Kirkpatrick agree that uh, we shouldn't have opened all of the uh, the entertainment venues as early as we did? 
look, what we do before any transition committee meeting as we meet as a group of um, with our public health experts and also the deputy chief public health officers with Professor Spurrier and we go through all the evidence and of course we then present the health advice Professor Spurrier presents the health advice that we all provide and in this instance that advice was um, was taken a step further into the sense that uh, we did move in those hospitality venues to one per two metre square but of course we will continue to provide the health advice and it is really important we are not out of this outbreak cluster yet. All of those clusters haven't yet been been broken and stopped so it is really important that we do have restrictions still in place here in South Australia. Uh, Father uh, Father Joan, God love her up in North Adelaide, has given us a ring with a question for uh, Dr Emily Kirkpatrick, Deputy Chief Public Health Officer here in South Australia. Joan, good afternoon, my love, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Duco, and thank you for what you're doing, Emily. You're doing a fabulous job. Um, I'm around the streets quite a lot and visit a lot of um, healthcare places, and I see hundreds of disposable masks in the street, and if we're wanting people to wear more of them, and there will be, we're going to see more and more of these masks in the street, and they're going to go down the drains and into the sea. I'm wondering... If we're going to have more and more of these masks around, is it not then a responsibility of the government to provide special bins for people to put these in, particularly near hospitals, near doctor surgeries, near all these places where they're compulsory? People go in, they put them on, they come out, they dump them. Look, that's an excellent point. It is something we are concerned about, particularly with landfill as well, with all of the masks in usage. But look, it is really important that healthcare facilities do have a safe place to put masks. And we do strongly encourage those facilities where there is a requirement now for masks, that they do have a dedicated bin that you can drop and take off your mask and put it into that bin. And then, of course, the cloth masks. So we know the cloth masks are an option as well. You can reuse them after they've been washed at about 60 degrees. And, of course, we don't want them just lying around out on the street because that does pose an infection control risk as well. So wherever possible, we should be providing bins for you to put your mask into. Father Joan, always lovely to hear from you. From Ian, uh, an email. Interesting question. He said, uh, we're hearing about a vaccine about to be released in the United Kingdom. There's a report suggesting that perhaps uh, Her Majesty the Queen has been one of the first recipients of the uh, the vaccine in the UK. Ian's question, uh, Doctor, is simply when will a vaccine be available here in Australia? Look, what we've been told from the Commonwealth is the first quarter of next year we should have a vaccine available to start rolling out and vaccinating our most vulnerable and at-risk groups first. But certainly it's still very much a, a work in progress and we really look forward to seeing how things go in the UK as they start vaccinating this week. It's very exciting times as we move through the pandemic. So fingers crossed that all goes well and then we'll be ready next year to roll out here. You uh, you say that uh, you're concerned about the, the low number of cases that, that were tested over the weekend. Saturday, of course, blisteringly hot. And the weekend, the numbers are always down. I mean, yesterday you say that only about 1,400 people were tested. That obviously is, is of some concern. Look, I'm very concerned about that, Pilko. It is, it is very, very low, the testing numbers. We know, in fact, we need testing numbers above 8,000 to be able to pick up um, any community spread. Oh, as many and as that, so, as many look, as it, that. That's, yeah. that's based on the way uh, the modelling data that we have in terms of, you know, the population, the numbers we have here, and also how we're dispersed out in the community. So you need to have testing both in the city and then, of course, in the, the rural regional areas as well. But, look, very disappointing, those low testing numbers, and we do need to somehow 
encourage everyone, even the mildest of symptoms, to go and get tested. We know that people with symptoms are out there and not getting tested. That's what the data is telling us at the moment. So really, really important to please head to one of our many testing sites. It's uh, 1.44, 16 to 2. We're talking with Dr Emily Kirkpatrick, who's the Deputy Chief Public Health Officer here in South Australia and busy at the moment, as you can imagine. John, you're down in Morford Vale with a question for the doctor. Hello, John. Yeah, hi, John. Um, why is it we've got the QR in the takeaway and the pubs and the chemist, but not the supermarkets? Yes, that's a great question. It is something we're looking at. We know a number of supermarkets have voluntary COVID safe plans, and that means they do have the QR codes ready to scan when you go in to do your shopping. But at this stage, to make it really easy for everyone in the community, it was just those um, public activities that we already had defined in the direction. And supermarkets weren't part of that. But of course, if you do have purchase and consumption of food or beverages on site, you know, such as the pub, then of course you were part of that direction. But it is something we are looking at over the next week. Uh, Johnny, thank you for the call. Back in a moment or so. It's uh, just on a just on a quarter to two. We're getting reports of flooding on the corner of uh, Gorge Road uh, at Newton. Uh, let us know if you can help us out at all, but we're getting reports. We've had a downpour in Adelaide in the last 15 minutes, 20 minutes or so, an absolute downpour of rain. The number of people who are driving around, understandably and sensibly, with the lights on, and that's not a bad idea because it's overcast at the moment. Make sure, of course, that when you get to wherever you're going to, you switch them off. But reports of flooding on the corner of uh, of uh, Gorge Road at Newton. If you can help us out at all, any more information on that, we'd very much appreciate a telephone call. The big Christmas countdown is on, but don't panic. 5AA has Christmas inspiration to help you get organised for the big day, featuring some of SA's great local businesses. Christmas is a time for treats, like fruit shops made right here by Robin Men's, a fourth-generation family-owned business. Celebrate Christmas with SA's iconic fruit shops, men's crown mitts, and now Violet Crown. Keep listening for 5AA's daily Christmas inspiration from great local businesses. And Merry Christmas from 5AA. Dave Potter Honda's 2020 plate clearance is on now. For a short time only, get huge savings across the entire range of 2020 plate models. Visit Australia's number one Honda dealership today to test drive and save on the 2021 Honda CRV and HRV. Plus, there's huge savings on demonstrators. Best of all, every new and demo Honda comes with a five-year unlimited kilometre warranty. Don't miss out on these great clearance deals at Australia's number one Dave Potter Honda. If you saw a 10-year-old girl in a fight to the death against a stronger opponent, would you help her? Of course you would. Every day, hundreds of South Australians, young and old, fight cancer, diabetes, kidney disease and other deadly enemies. Join the fight by supporting research and patient care through the Hospital Research Foundation. Let's see the enemies pick on someone their own size. Together, fight at hospitalresearch.com.au. If yours is a question about the COVID situation here and the face masks and all of the other things, by all means, ring us and put the question directly to the Deputy Chief Public Health Officer here in Adelaide, here in South Australia, Dr Emily Kirkpatrick, who's on the line with us right now. It's uh, 13 minutes to two. The 50 Up Club have got a special life insurance offer. It's coming to an end. There's only five days left to take the offer. It's a good offer. It gives you your first month for free, nothing at all to be paid, and then you add to that, there's a 20% 
10% lifetime discount on the life cover under Noble Oaks My Protection Plan. And it's available only to 50 Up Club members, but only for five more days. So you can join now at the 50upclub.com. The offer amounts to a, a significant saving in the first year. And of course, you've got the ongoing discount for every year that you stay covered. And you're covered with the award-winning Aussie Life Insurer, the people at Noble Oak. But it's available, as said, the first month is absolutely free and it closes in five days' time. They say that any advice provided is general in nature. It doesn't take into into account your, your individual, your personal circumstances. And the advice is always make sure that you read the PDS carefully just to make sure that the product is right for you. But the details are readily available at the 50upclub.com. <laughs> It's been like this since 1887. The Birkenhead Tavern. Nestled on the banks of the Port River. Enjoy all-day dining. Stay for the view. And maybe a dolphin or two. The Birkenhead Tavern. You just know it's a Barrow Hotel. You've selected your block up on the York Peninsula and now you just want to be there every weekend. Selector Homes have been building transportable homes for over 25 years. They have a huge range of designs and importantly, their team really listen and are totally flexible with design options. You're not only selecting a fixed price with no hidden costs, you're selecting the best weekends ever. Selector Homes and Building Solutions Display Village. Port Wakefield Road, Burton. Visit Select Kids love to swim in summer. To ensure their safety, enrol them in VacSwim. There's 120 pool and beach locations all over SA, so plan your holidays around them. Online enrolments close Wednesday, December 20. Visit VacSwimSA.com.au. Don't run out of data with Vodafone's $30 prepaid plus plan. Get a huge 40 gigabytes total data on your first three recharges, then scroll and stream music with infinite data at speeds of up to 1.5 megabits per second until your recharge expires. Plus, when you opt into automatic recharge, you'll get $5 off every prepaid plus recharge. Head in store or online today. You rule with Vodafone. 28-day expiry. Our speed guide online explains what speeds of up to 1.5 megabits per second means for you, TNC Supply. This year... Thousands of South Australians will be facing a Christmas like no other. And for many, there'll be no Christmas lunch, no presents under the tree, only fear for the future. The impacts of COVID are pushing more people than ever under the poverty line. And Vinnie's needs your help to stop families from reaching breaking point. You can make a real difference by donating today. Call 13 18 12 or visit vinnies.org.au. 1395, Adelaide's 5AA. This is Tony Pilkington. It's just a little after 10 to 2. Uh, Rosalind, you're up at Gawler, and uh, Ross, you're at Prospect. You'll be our next callers for Dr. Emily Kirkpatrick, our guest, the Deputy Chief Public Health Officer here in South Australia. Got some traffic information before then. At Kidman Park, Angie, thank you for the uh, telephone call. Much appreciated. You say the boom gates are down near the Torrens and Churchill Roads intersection. That's a busy intersection. So expect major delays in the area. From uh, Angie at Kidman Park telling us the boom gates down near Torrens and Churchill Roads at the moment or so. Expect major delays. I can imagine uh, exactly what's going to be happening there. If you're looking for good hotel accommodation in Adelaide, the M&G Hotel Group, including the Comfort Inn Regal Park, the Comfort Inn Manhattan, the Green 
Greenways Apartments up there in North Adelaide, the Quality Inn O'Connell and the Adelaide Pulteney Motel. You're talking about a, a variety of comfortable, affordable accommodation at really good prices too. There's a complimentary Wi-Fi. In lots of cases, there's also uh, also free parking available. Gee, that's important in this day and age. So the next time you or perhaps your friends are coming from country South Australia, even from interstate, even for Christmas, and you're looking for affordable, really good accommodation, spotlessly clean accommodation in some great locations, keep in mind the locally owned M&G Hotel Group around about the place. Right, oh, at, uh, up at Gawler, Rosalind from up there has given uh, Dr Emily Kirkpatrick a ring. Hello, uh, Rosalind, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Is there any idea how long the vac- vaccine shot would last when it's available? Oh, good question. Look, it's very, very, very early to tell what will happen in terms of the longevity of the vaccine. We know that the data is looking at one month now post the second vaccine given. So there's those two vaccines. We know that it's most likely for any of the vaccines will need to be two doses, 21 days or 28 days apart. Uh, But look, it's very hard to tell. All the signs are pointing towards this being a very effective vaccine, but we will need to be following this up for many years to see what the level of effectiveness is. Mm. Okay, thank you. Rosalind, thank you for the call. Uh, Let's go to Ross at uh, Prospect this time around for uh, Dr Kirkpatrick. Ross, good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. Uh, Just a question about disposable masks. I only wear one for 10 or 15 minutes a couple of times a week, you know, say going to the shops. How many times could, 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 could those masks be used? Look, technically, you should just be using that mask the one time. So because they are disposable, they're not meant to be reused. So if you go into the shops a couple of times, you really should be then having a stash or a store of a couple of masks there for every week. And that's why I guess we're trying to promote the message more about the cloth mask, particularly if you're just going out and about to the supermarket. Of course, if you're in a healthcare facility or if you're working in a facility uh, treating as a clinician, it is really important that you do have a surgical mask. Thank you, Rano Ross. Thank you for the call, Emily. Uh, the um, how will the uh, this uh, these new things help us with the the contact tracing that we know is so vital, so important. Oh, yes. Look, we're just really pleased to see this system roll out now. And in fact, do you know we've had 2.6 million check-ins now as part of the the COVID safe check-in out here in South Australia and an impressive number of 694,000 people are using the app currently here. So a huge uptake here of the population of SA. So what we're expecting with that is if we did have a cluster or an outbreak, we could very quickly act with that information, 24-7 access to the database to enable the contact tracers to quickly work out where an individual has been, but also who they may have come in contact with. And of course, as part of that app, you do provide your mobile phone number, and then we can link it then back into the to your driver's licence through that other system as well, so that we can contact you to let you know that you've been in contact with someone. And that information is so important for our contract tracing team to really get on top of any new cases that now emerge. Righto. To uh, Craig Moore this time around and Luke on the phone for you. Luke, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. Um, I've, um, I wear a mask every now and then at public, but I'm very sceptical. Um, according to some infectious disease experts overseas, Anthony Fauci to name one of them, when you're wearing a mask and you touch the mask, if you've got the COVID, and you touch your mask, and then you touch another surface, the mask becomes irrelevant. Why is wearing a mask so mandatory when everybody I see wearing it, touching them and then touching other things in public? 
Yes, so we know with wearing the mask, it's only one defence against COVID-19. The other is hand hygiene, which is so important. So if you do touch your mask, it's then really important that you wash your hands or you've got some alcohol gel on you and you and you wipe all your hands over with the gel. What we do know is the mask actually stops you from spreading the virus through your breath or through talking with others, particularly when you're in confined spaces. So although you may just adjust your mask slightly, it doesn't necessarily mean you're then going to go and touch a surface and contaminate that surface. The mask is really important to stop your breath coming into contact with other people and then, of course, stopping that droplet transmission. But, of course, the mask is one defence and hand hygiene is the second. And I can't stress that enough. Righto, Luke, thank you for the call. Uh, um, before you go, uh, Emily, from a Jenny, uh, an email from earlier on, she said, my husband's been tested twice and had to wait three days both times. Fortunately, he's working from home, so it's not highly impacted. My son got tested three weeks ago and has not had any advice. I mean, generally, what's the waiting period between being tested and actually getting the, the positive or the, or the negative results back? Yes, so we've got excellent turnaround times for our tests. So often less than 12 hours, Tony, people are getting their test results back at the moment. But even when we were in the outbreak and we were having several thousands of tests a day, we were still sitting within 24 to 48 hours for results being texted back. It is really important if you are getting a test done to make sure you're giving the right mobile phone number and also we know the person who's taking the swab should also be checking your mobile phone as well to make sure you're getting that text message back. But very quick turnaround time. So there's no excuse for the community to, to go out and get tested. Uh, we know that those results are back uh, are back very quickly. Emily, somebody wants some information. What's the easiest way? A telephone number, a website, an email? How, how do you go about that? Look, there's several ways that people can get information. I always suggest looking online if you've got a, if you've got internet access on the SA Health website. We also have our Facebook page, which pushes out messages as well, particularly around the mask usage or changes in direction. And then, of course, we've got the COVID hotline. And I must say, the media has done a fantastic job of pushing out these messages. And I'm thankful to you at 5AA that you have been really making sure the community understands what's happening at the moment and how they can protect themselves. So. So many avenues of information out there, and I'm really thankful for all you've been doing. Good on you, Emily. I know you're busy. Thank you for the time this afternoon. The Deputy Chief Public Health Officer here in South Australia doing a good job, as they all are, Dr Emily Kirkpatrick.